and welcome to Bloody Good Screen Movie Club. I'm your host, Mark Goddard, and joining me, as always, on my journey through film are my three film-loving co-hosts. So first up, from Groovy, Groovy Movie Reviews, it's Chloe Davies. Hello. Uh, Grave Encounters 2 mega fan, as always, Nar Whitlock. Hello. And he is definitely in the room wearing an invisibility costume. It's Marcus Wallen. Actually, I'm just wearing nothing, but hello. Is that the invisibility costume? Because that's quite a way, good way of getting around, just not wearing no clothes. Oh, they're invisible. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's meant to make me invisible, but I keep getting weird looks from people, so I'm pretty sure that they think they can see me. I think they probably can. <laughs> there, There is a scene in South Park where uh, Cartman thinks that he's invisible. So he strips down naked to get onto the stage. It's pretty <laughs> oh, much yeah, what I love thinking that of Marcus right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I think about it, I should probably stop walking past all the schools in the area. Yeah, but that goes and before the invisible thing. <laughs> <laughs> and now that gets edited out. Right. <laughs> okay. This week, we are stepping into kind of our wheelhouse here, uh, going back to horror. So we're going to go back to the horror genre with a reboot of the universal horror film, The Invisible Man. So... This is a classic horror series back in the Universal Monster days. However, I need to ask the question, as I always ask, as uh, what I like to do is find out what our three bloody good films are of each episode. So this week, we're going to do bloody good invisible people movies. We're going to do villains, but I think it's a bit too hard, so people movies. So for myself, it's Paranormal Activity, Hollow Man, and Predator. Oh, so, there you go. <laughs> See, we think about it, you can make it work. I'm gonna go to Chloe first because I think Nile's struggling to find three. No, so, I, I who, um... do you know what? You just stole <laughs> one of mine. All three, that's yeah, fine. You pick the same one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go to Chloe first. So, Chloe, what have you picked as your three bloody good invisible movies? I was kind of struggling actually, but I would say Invisible Man from both 2020 and the 1933 version. And mm-hmm. I I don't know if this counts. I'm going to kind of count it. Final Destination. Because uh, I kind of kind consider of, yeah. death yeah, to be like an invisible villain in that. Yeah. I specifically chose Final Destination 5. I think that's the best one. That might be controversial. <laughs> I think it's like, if I can get rid of it, if a guy can get away with paranormal activity, I can literally get away with Final Destination. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking it. I'm doing it. <laughs> oh, cool, cool, cool. Good free picks. Marcus, what's your free films? For the invisible one. Yeah. Right, so we've got Hotel Transylvania, because that's got an invisible man in it. Uh, yeah, good point, yeah. Uh, we've got Paul. Have you lot seen that? Oh, yeah. What, one about the alien? Yeah, because he can hold his breath and go invisible, can't he? Oh, yeah, he can. Yeah. I can take, I'll take that. <laughs> yes. And uh, I know it's a bit cheap, but the invisible man that we are going to be reviewing today, because that is a bloody good film. <laughs> or is it? We'll discuss that later. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it is. And Niall. <laughs> okay, I was also and going to Niall say... Perfect. I was. I thought I was being really clever by saying The Predator. I was like, no one's going to say that. And then Mark was like, The Predator. I was like, oh, fuck you. Um, <laughs> the Predator too, if you want. <laughs> um, I also want to choose this film, The Invisible Man. And we'll go into that Ooh. soon. Um, but I don't know about my third one. I literally can't think of a third Invisible People film. Like, what about it's Fantastic a hard one. Four? I wouldn't lie. No, I don't like Fantastic Four. <gasps> no. And Four Stick? <laughs> mm, 
Are there loads of these Lear films? <laughs> of what? Well, film? What the Invisible Man? No, just like films where people go invisible. Mm. There's not an awful lot. It was actually hard. It's quite a hard pick. I do really apologise, but I okay, I, I have seen. Movie. I have seen Hollow Man. That's okay. I guess Hollow Man's okay. Good film. Yeah, Hollow Man Two. I didn't know there was a second one. It's Christian Slater. If it well, helps, just no, it took, If it helps, now it took me more than five minutes to Google the films. Like normally, it takes me a minute. So. Oh, the trouble is, I'm looking through. So I Google, I typed in "Invisible People" movies, and I couldn't be bothered to go through the website. So I pressed images. The trouble is, I hate a lot of these films. That's well, the only problem. That is fair enough. Yeah, I think it's quite easy to be like cheesy when you do invisible stuff. So let's get into this week's episode. I wonder if from the start, there will be trigger ones in this movie. There is subjects that you might find distressing. So the first out there at the start, there will be some trigger warnings for some of the subject matter. We're also a review podcast, which means we will be covering the films in a lot of spoilerific detail. So if you have not seen the film and you want to watch the film before you listen, go and listen to the film and then come back. But we will be spoiling the film throughout. It's on Netflix. Bef- it is. So before we start, I want to talk about a new company who we are uh, loving here on the podcast. So there's nothing I love more of an evening than watching a movie and cuddling up on the sofa with a hot drink, keeping really comfy and warm. This is why I highly recommend The Amazing Cuddly. Cuddly is the UK-based online store providing the coziest products you can ever ask for. Cuddly has a wide array of products from weighted blankets, bedding and apparel, all at an affordable price. And Cuddly are 100% confident that you'll be happy with your purchase. They give you a 30-day money-back guarantee if you're not satisfied. Here are a bloody good screen and a bloody good read. We love Cuddly so much that we want to bring you an exclusive offer. So until the end of May, you can get an amazing deal. If you buy one hoodie, you can get it for the price of £39 instead of £89. Or buy two and pay only £49, which is a massive saving of the retail price of £178. So you get an amazing deal. Go to the link in the description below, get your exclusive to us discount code, and enjoy the comfort cuddly at your home. So let's get into the movie, guys. So Mark, that's going to really change our Friday nights we spend together. I'm I was going to say, just when Marcus, like, he'll come around and keep you warm. That's how I got through this winter. I can only do about. I'm not proud to say. Will that also no, cost you eight? Will that also cost you eighty nine pounds? <laughs> no, he doesn't charge. He does it for the love of keeping us warm. No, that's but only his milkshake you. brings Sorry. all the boys to the. Oh, yard. thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and the women too, Mark. We're, we're inclusive here. No, he charges them. I do. It's an unfair voice, isn't it? Yeah. Sexist it's like, bastard. <laughs> the woman he has to charge. Sometimes, right? <laughs> right. I so, charge because I love money. Sorry, <laughs> stop. <laughs> you love gold. Uh, <laughs> that's another movie we have to do another time. I went to his house today. You went to Adrian's house? Yes. You just walked right in? I found something that can prove what I'm experiencing. That can prove that Adrian is stalking me. What is that? It's some kind of suit that Adrian has built. And it has cameras and it somehow... What? 
The Invisible Man is another attempt at rebooting a classic Universal monster movie after the uh, extremely awful and negatively responded to uh, Mummy reboot with Tom Cruise in it. So, yeah, this is the kind of the, the second attempt to kind of reboot the the classic series. It's a film following Cecilia, a troubled woman running from her late abusive partner, who is being stalked by an invisible invisible foe. Um, Knowing Adrian, her partner, is one watching her from the shadows, she has to try and convince the ones around her that she's not going crazy before they all meet their untimely death. So let's talk about it. So do you guys kind of know much about the old Universal horror movies? I know, Chloe, you've obviously picked uh, some of the old Invisible Man movies, but Marcus and Niall, are you quite familiar with the old movies, like Dracula, like The Wolfman, that kind of thing, before kind of coming to this one? And... How do you feel like um, this movie compares to, say, The Mummy with Tom Cruise, which is kind of supposed to be their start of like horror Avengers? I'm confused. So what's the link between this and The Mummy? So back in the day, you had the Universal Monsters. So there used to be like um, Dracula, Wolfman, Invisible Man, um, Frankenstein, and The Mummy. These were kind of the movies that they had back in say, like, the 20s and kind of like the start of Universal mm. kind of horror stuff. Um, so they didn't obviously did the Mummy with Brendan Fraser. That was a reboot of that. Then they tried to do it again, but this time with uh, Tom Cruise, and it was an awful movie. Yeah, I don't really get why they did that. They actually had a successful Mummy series that had two good ones and a bad one. Like, mm. why do it, Tom? Cru- I I didn't even make it anywhere near what they were, halfway through. What they were trying film. to do. I mean, what they were trying to do is they they see how good Avengers and what Marvel were doing. They were trying to do kind of like a Marvel-based kind of horror Avengers team. Mm. I don't know if you've seen I don't know if you've seen the Mummy with Tom Cruise, but it's pretty much. I've tried. All the different it's really bad. It isn't good. It isn't good. But you so have... Just to stop you guys there, who is Tom Cruise? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know if you're joking or not. I can never tell. Are you joking? <laughs> Top Gun is my favourite film. Oh, yeah. You know, Marcus, <laughs> short guy, believes in Scientology. Niall? He's not a fudge packer. Oh, it can't be me what? then. <laughs> you lost me at the last bit. <laughs> I fact pudge. Fact pudge? I fact pudge every day. <laughs> you fact pudge, right? Okay, I, fact, I fact pudge. So how do you guys think this one kind of compares to kind of like the old old fashioned horror? So Chloe, what about you? Um, yeah, I've kind of grown to love the <coughs> the older horrors more, um, particularly James Whale stuff, and I really love Curse of the Werewolf. Um, so I've, I've kind of grown to love those classic movies. Um, <coughs> it in terms of like trying to do the whole dark universe thing, it does make sense. Like. There was a writer who was involved who was talking about how he thinks that Universal kind of jumped the gun in assuming that people would pay out to see this happen. And they put so much into it before they'd even released The Mummy that it was just kind of, they were assuming and jumping the gun that people would, you know, want this. Then obviously it flopped. Mm. Um, But it does make sense. Like, horror does rake in a lot of money but the thing is when you spend 120 million dollars on a film that's a lot mm-hmm. to put on it the thing about horrors is that they're quite cheap to make like with the invisible man that blumhouse have now made as like a singular film 
they have a very different um model for making films they typically make them for about 10 million which is cheap for a film um these days Mm -hmm. and i mean this one was made for around 7 million obviously is a lot less riding on it um and there's a lot more room for it to succeed so i think it was a really good idea to do it this way and it was a very unique take on it as well um with this abuse storyline um and having lee winnell attached to it as well writing and directing was brilliant he is honestly one of my heroes he's you can't go wrong really um so yeah i love i love what they did with this i mean how much i mean obviously compared to the original it's so much different as well so um but i mean it's been done a million times it was a book and then it was just adapted like japan's done them Mm. everywhere's done them so it's it's not even like it's really necessarily rebooting that it's just like this whole idea that there's been kind of grasped onto and done quite a lot um in terms of sequels and things but it's they changed they've like adapted it to something that i don't think i've seen before and it is a it is a very good way of doing it what about you um no let's start with you what are your thoughts okay i haven't really seen the originals so i can't really comment on that um but i obviously knew this was like a sort of a reboot film anyway um but so I, I, i went into this sort of expecting something really quite cheesy and dumb before but i actually really loved this film Yes, I succeeded. Um, it's really good. <laughs> like, um, it just seemed really fresh. Like, it, everybody else, apart from the main characters, is really fucking dumb. Like, maybe the dumbest people that I've ever seen in a film, ever. Especially <laughs> the people in the asylum who are having people, like, strangled behind them. And they're like, no, I'm going to keep the gun on the woman on the floor. That's, it's weird. But, like, yeah, it, it this this film has such um i'm gonna say weirdly shock value it's not the most shocking film we've seen but the things that happen in it you don't see coming i mean that that might be a pun on the invisibility thing but you you honestly don't it just stuff happens and the character is in so much like uh, just as shocked as you are that those things happened and then you just have to say sort of sit through them and see where they're going um so in a way you're literally put in the same seat as the characters are but i think it was filmed beautifully um yeah i i yeah i started watching it and yeah i was i was there for the ride good film i think like i said it's bloomhouse and they do some amazing films anyway. They're kind of like leading the way in horror, even to this day. Even with their their crap stuff that they put on Amazon, but um, they still lead the way. And most of the horrors that we've enjoyed on the podcast in the past are the ones from Bloomhouse. So, um, you, Marcus, what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, I mean, there's not really much more I can say that Nile hasn't said. I, I'm more or less ditto to him. Uh, the main thing that I loved about the film was that it constantly keeps you on edge that you're sat there always wanting just to simply know what happens like can't mm. just tell me and you can't you have to wait it just keeps you so trapped on the screen uh i, I know i i messaged you a lot before this saying like oh i didn't realize the film was two hours does not feel like two hours no. <laughs> it just shoots by it, and the the fact that the characters there's some parts where they're dumb like the main characters like 
Mm. You hear the phone ring in the loft. Mm. Why the fuck would you go up there? No. Mm. Um, that's stupid. But then everything else she does, I'm just like, oh, yes, you're actually using sense. Finally. <laughs> Although I will say, though, there's one flaw. The scene when she comes out the psychiatric ward with a gun, those coppers would have just shot her on sight. Yep. She was already shooting this gun aimlessly. They wouldn't have just held it and been like, hey, put the gun down or whatever. They would have just shot her straight away. No, she's but, white. Hey, um... <laughs> so I've got to say, <laughs> say that. like, there's one scene that sticks with me through this. And I, I mentioned it at work because I worked with two people. And I, I mentioned that I'd seen this film and they went, oh, yeah, yeah, it's a really good film. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I said, it's, you know, the bit in the restaurant. And they both went, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that is a <laughs> that threw me brutal throat cutting scene. Yeah, you don't really see it coming. No, it throws either. you it's off. Just like quick, completely. And then you start like, thinking like, like you know, that's the worst place she could have gone because she's basically setting yeah. herself up to look mental again. She's thinking, oh look, safe place, lots of people, like you would do if you. If he wasn't dead and he mm. was still about, he would have thought, okay, a safe place would come be away from my abusive partner is to meet people in a crowded place because if everything happens, you can see it. In a crowded place, you're going to see that your sister's had your, your throat slightly. Yeah. So, you know, it's just going to make her look bad if you're just kind of using normal sense in a wrong setting. It's very brutal as well. Mm. There's a lot of brutal scenes in this movie. Yeah. And... I do like how she uses kind of her own. She sets sets a part up for the end of the film about midway through when she hires the suit. Yeah, and can if you think okay, how's she going to get around this? She obviously knows that it was him, and she set up his, he set up his own brother, which was a very good reveal as well. Um, when kind of you, it reveals that it's actually the brother doing the the end killings, not Adrian. Um. No, no, she's 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 not stupid, she, but she's quite a smart character. But she just puts herself in stupid situations. Yeah, but that was one of the things I liked about this film, though the fact that there was two suits. Because it thro- the thing is about this film is you're left with a shitload of questions, like around the pregnancy. You're like, is it his or is it his brother's? For a start, was he mm. actually being held captive, and it actually was his brother? If there was two suits, were they both being invisible? The entire time. There's just so much to this film that isn't said. That... You've also got the question mm. of if uh, she's pregnant, well, how long had she escaped from Adrian? Because yeah. at first, me and my partner thought, wait, was she being raped in her sleep? Yeah, that's like, what that I thought as well. First, yeah. 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 But is that. But it, it does depend on how, how soon the scenes are. You don't really set up the scene timeline. But who's even doing so it? Because it, it might be the brother who's doing it. Well, I think it was him because he was swapping out her. But the only person um, who says that she was off the pills is the brother. No one else says that. No, true. Like, there's just there's so much going on in this film that they just sort of at the end of the film they just drop. Like, is she going to have the baby? They just seem to forget that. Well, yeah. Well, you'd think she wouldn't. <laughs> you would think she wouldn't, but. I think she probably is. But then people do. But people do. If, even with that situation, people do because you know it's still part of you. But that's a completely different, very complicated. Let's not go too deep on this. But that's not after the admin chat. No. That's what I love about this, though. There's just so much to think about afterwards. 
that you just sort of sit down even during the film you weren't really thinking about it and afterwards you're like oh yeah because the whole there being two people i mean it's like scream but there's a lot more layers to it like an onion it's very much like an onion marcus Mm. Or cake. <laughs> Everybody loves cake. Cake's yeah, oh, cake does have layers sometimes. <laughs> um, I've got a question for you Wait, guys. Sorry. sorry. Yeah, go for it. Um, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. What did, <laughs> what did you guys think of like the special effects when they were having a fight? They're pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I, I said, it's that. a cheap film. It's, I think, as good as you're going to get on this budget. Now, that's weird that you say that because... I thought it didn't look very good, so I googled it, and it turns out that she was actually having a fight with a guy in a green morph suit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought that would have been obvious. But yeah, I love the behind the scenes of that. Yeah, I thought but... that was a really well done fight. Yeah, but I, I thought, like, when it looked not real, I thought that maybe she wasn't having a fight with someone who wasn't, you know. I thought it would just pretend, like they used to do in, like, original films. But it turns out that it was so real that it looked fake. To I me. mean, it had to be, I feel like those play smashing and stuff, they had to have something there, I guess. But yeah. Yeah, I, I, thought, d- I thought you meant like um, when when it's sort of like you sort of half see the invisible man, like when she throws paint at him and stuff. Yeah, no, well, yeah. No, no, I mean like when they're having like but a the fight in their apartment sort of thing, yeah. Yeah. No, I love that scene. Oh, it was good. I just Can thought I just it looked too the, the paint. Yeah. Sorry, the paint thing doesn't make sense as well because allegedly he washes it off in the sink, right? Yeah. With about two seconds of water. Well, that suit looked like there was a lot of crevices and cracks in it. Like <laughs> if paint was getting thrown on him, that's going to go everywhere. He also washed it no off in like two seconds. Yeah, literally. Like the tap went on, two seconds, yeah. she went around the corner, all of a sudden it's filled with paint. It's like, what? Also, you're invisible. Just kill yeah. her. <laughs> They want to torment her, don't yeah, they? Yeah, but it's not the point, games. is it, though? It's, it's, It'll be a very short film if you just did that. <laughs> I don't really get the point why he did anything physical to her, because he was already fucking her life up, like, mentally. He could have just carried on doing that. So there's mean? a flaw in the film. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, like, he, too he basically hungry. attacks her when she goes into the loft, when she comes down from the loft. Mm. But his goal was to make her seem like she's mental, right? I mean, maybe that was where it was uh, the brother rather than Adrian. Maybe. Oh my god, maybe. That's a lot to this. I don't like this film anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It leaves leaves a lot of open ends that you can take as you want. Yeah. It is the the part of it which is the abusive relationship and that is, I think, the physical and the mental side of it. It's what you've got to try and remember. It's a lot of this kind of... um, actions between somebody like him it would normally be physical and mental so it's probably why they do that both both of those is that yeah i don't want to go deep into this <laughs> it'll be that maybe both you know mentally and then it's the physical and it's the oh, i'm sorry ocean oh, i'm sorry i did that yeah. i love you no, 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 well the bit thing. so i think that's kind of what it i see it yeah the bit that hit me the hardest weirdly it's such a weird scene because i don't think it's ever been done before but like like it made me feel actually like anxious. And it's when she went for the interview and then she opened mm. her like portfolio folder and there's nothing in there. Oh, 
same. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> like oh, that's actually horrible. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? Like, I, I, I put that in there this morning. <laughs> it's like really bad. It was in there. <laughs> but like, that's, that's sort of like torture on a level that not many people would think about. It's just yeah. general day worries that just. The yeah. thing is, though, it, it, it does happen. And that's the, and that's the thing. Hmm. I don't like it. <laughs> Scary. Invisible, ma- <laughs> invisible man part happens, or are you forgetting to put something in? Happens? All of it. I've got to check everything 15 times now. <laughs> I already check it quite a lot. <laughs> oh, I've got another flaw I mean, in the film for you, by the way. Yeah. You know when she's outside and she breathes and you can see her breath? Oh, and then yeah. you see the breath behind her? Yeah. Well, if he's got a suit on, then you wouldn't see that breath. I mean, if he can breathe through it, then yeah. <laughs> yeah, you would. Because like, if you breathe through a black yeah. balaclava... Otherwise, he's suffocating. <laughs> yeah. Like, like if you breathe through a morph suit. Mark knows he's, he's outside in a morph suit right now. Yeah, it doesn't quite work, Mark, <laughs> if you're wearing a green morph suit in real life. I can still see that, but we'll let him believe. Yeah, but you still... And you can also see the breath. Don't worry, we'll pretend we can't see you. <laughs> <laughs> they're playing with the hair like haha they can't see me and then we're just like yeah i don't know who is it oh, no. <laughs> i mean clarice any, any scenes that really stood out to you i mean obviously the restaurant scene um just to put it into context of when this came out this came out in the cinema probably within a month of parasite which also had like a totally gasp worthy moment like that, that so to have those two films within like a month of each other was insane. Like it was great audience experience, um, a great time for shocking cinema, and it was right before lockdown <coughs> lockdown happened. So we, you know we ended on a high before that. Um, but yeah, um, that just this whole film is so tense. Like I'm not kidding. When this film started, I was shaking for like the entire film. Like this is probably the scariest film for me. Like it it just hit a nerve when I first watched it. Um, mm. and it was just so tense like that bit where she at the beginning where she's leaving and she kicks that dog bowl oh, yeah. that gave me a bit mm. of a heart attack like in the cinema <laughs> like I was just shaking from then on so yeah I just think it's so effective in the way it portrays abuse um, in so many different forms and I also really love the ending and how she, <laughs> I'm going to call her Cece just because it's easier than Cecilia. Um, like we're besties. Um, <laughs> she could have taken, like, she really easily could have just like taken the high road and been like, I'm not going to murder like you. But no, she got her revenge mm. and it was so satisfying. It was very girl boss. I loved it. <laughs> mm. I like that there's also spatial awareness. There's not many deaths in this either, which no. is like, other than like the restaurant, you've got Adrian, and then you've kind of got that fight scene in the mental hospital where I'm assuming people die. Mm. But other than that, it's not like big death set pieces. Um, It's more... And I think that just makes it more impactful when they happen. Um, And it's more about the manipulation and framing CC rather than killing people that's causing the horror. That first scene that you're talking about, though, is such a good opening scene for film. Yes. It literally so just good. puts you on edge straight away. Exactly. And you, you don't really come down from that either. Like, even when like, there's like, calm I can't scenes. It's too much. <laughs> yeah, it's like even when there's calm scenes, they break it for you, like, within mm. seconds. I, there's not a moment where she's... you're looking around. She's just sitting down. She's mm. always on edge. Or, like, yeah. 
even the car scene when she uh, gets in her sister's car and he comes mm. up and you think, oh, he's going to bang the window and he just punches through. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I love that actor. He's so good. Yeah. He's not in it much, but when he is, he's really effective. Where like, do he, I know he him from? Because he's, he's in something. In, Hill, um, uh, Hill House or Blair um, Manor. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I didn't know. He's really, really sweet in Hill House. Um, he's the brother, and then in Blair Manor and this, he's like a complete arsehole. Yeah. <laughs> So he can do both kind of characters, and I like that. That's cool. And that's there's there's a weird bit in this film where you know, and she knows that she's safe, mm. and it actually calms you mm. down. And that's the one bit where she gets into the taxi because mm. she looks around about eight times, mm. and then all of a sudden she lets out a breath, and I'm like, "Yep, no doors opened. We're all safe here. <laughs> I can breathe now. I can breathe. Now. And even the taxi driver's like, oh, that's a long way to go. She's like, yep. <laughs> Anything else you guys want to add? Um, like Niall said about like the sort of unanswered questions you get with this film, um, I love those. It really does leave you things to think about. And I particularly like the fact um, that you don't really know what's going on with the brother, Tom. Like, is he also a complete sociopath? Is he just under the control of his brother? Like, there's that really great scene where <coughs> where Cece's like, I used to feel sorry for you um, because your brother is, like, a narcissist and a psychopath. And you're like, is he, is he, you know, is he also like that and just, like, enjoying the abuse as much as his brother is? Or is he just, like, so used to being under his control and... um. I just love that you get to sort of think about that and not get the answers. She had a good line of it where she goes to him, you are basically the jellyfish version of him. Exactly like oh, him. It was like, oh, savage. Point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, the the thing that worries me is, like, are we looking at it all wrong? And the fact is that his brother was like a prisoner of, you know, his brother all along as well like it, the film does hint that way but like I, that's the thing with it mm. it's like afterwards it's like what if what if he was watching them both the entire time in their house mm. like and then that means the end is like jealous of what he had yeah that means the whole end is her killing someone who was also a prisoner. And <laughs> that's the thing that makes me think. It's like, you know, I mean, yeah, he's portrayed as a complete arsehole. But, you know, you could flip it that he is also a hostage. I don't know. I don't know. There's not enough to go on. The, he was still abusive to her it, it beforehand, though. Yeah, and, but uh... he was abusive because he didn't want her to leave. But then the brother might not have wanted her to leave. I don't know. What other reason would he have to create those suits? Yeah, but maybe he didn't create the suits. Maybe the brother created the suits. You never saw the bro- the uh, the guy in the basement. You only saw the blonde girl in the basement. Yeah, true. It's, it's it, there's just the there's so it. many questions with this, and it's it yeah hurts my brain. <laughs> that is fair enough. <laughs> but that's that's what oh, this yeah. film does. Okay, cool. That's my point though, because it blurs the lines between a baddie and a goodie. Because at the end, she yeah. kills him, and we're at peace with it. But actually, <laughs> if that had happened at the beginning of the film, him. she'd be a baddie. You know? Yeah, true. I think we should make our <laughs> own invisible. You suit. saw, like you saw nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <I saw> <laughs> but that's also what the detective at the end thinks, because he's just like. 
at the end, he just sort of sighs and just goes, do you know what? I can't even be bothered to try and prove anything because at this point <laughs> I can't. <laughs> so I got you off already. Let's just, 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 just. It's like, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. We'll just let this one go. <laughs> I mean, it saves his daughter as well at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, but yeah, I also want to just say the cinematography and this is gorgeous and you, it's really noticeable in yeah. um, the nighttime shots in the rain, mm. like after the hospital and everything. I think the cinematographer also did Upgrade, um, which is when I was of the film that he directed and he created mm. really interesting fight scenes with the camera work in that. So I just wanted to say how good it is and they obviously had such good opportunity to use negative space in this film to just mm. make you so on edge and it's it's so good. I love the bits where it focused no, on oh. corridors that nothing happened in. Yeah. And that I know. Was it's so in, it's bad. in long scenes. It's those long scenes of like nothing yeah. and then something happens. Like in like um Paranormal Activity, a lot of those films, they had kind of them long periods and you think that's gonna happen. That's hmm. gonna oh no, no. But that kitchen scene where the, the pan sets on fire, you just very slightly see it kind of yeah. the flame getting bigger and bigger. That's a, I like those scenes like that. But that scene was put in to so, mainly make you think that maybe she is just a bit ditzy and mad. Mm, That's what I like about but that. You do see, <laughs> we, but you do see the flame getting bigger and bigger. Though. Yeah. So it's very, very subtle. But yeah. Right then. So should I ask the question? Yeah, do it. I'll start with Chloe. Is this a bloody good screen? Absolutely. No question. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, that's a really good screen. Um, for me, yes, a really good screen. Very, very good film. Um, big fan of the Bloomhouse work. So, um, another great film by them. So, Niall. Uh, I didn't really like it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I might actually watch it again, to be honest. Um, yes, Ooh. it's very good. It's I very did good, good on this one. Very good. <laughs> and Marcus, is this a really good screen? Do you know what this feels like right now? Do you remember an X Factor when you've got three yeses and then Simon Cow sat there and everyone's <laughs> looking at him like, is he going to say yes? Is he going to say no? <sighs> well, you got yourself four yeses. Golden it's buzzer. a bloody good screen. <laughs> you get the golden buzzer. Oh, if we can do a golden buzzer then. <laughs> golden... Oh, no, it's not It's not the next film. Can we? It's <laughs> weird, though, isn't it, to have such a good film out of a group of remakes, to have something so... It felt original to me. It really did. Hmm. I haven't seen the remakes. Uh, sorry, the originals. I think this is the first for me. I mean, it's a concept that you can put into anything, though, isn't it? It's it's partially Hollow Man. It's partially based on the story of Invisible Man, which yeah. I mean, if you think about it, they're all adaptations of something. <laughs> but I felt like they did do something different with this. Mm, definitely. Mm. There may be a sequel, Which is what like, you need to potentially, but it's not confirmed. I don't want them to do a sequel. I don't want a sequel. I don't want it. I just love it as it is. Yeah, it's like when you when you, something's perfect, you don't you don't need it. And I feel like, like this doesn't. Need it's it. like it's like when Hammer decided to try and do films again. And yeah. They did the, Invis- the Woman in Black, and that was really good. I really I love that film. That. They never went to do it again. Yeah. You don't need a follow-up. We did a, they did one follow-up for that movie, but you didn't really need to. Did they? And I don't want to know. Let's make the same mistake. Still haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, Angel of Death. I've not heard of it. I refuse to watch it. <laughs> that train scene at the uh, end where they're standing on the tracks with... Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
We'll we'll do that. We'll do it for this podcast later. Though. That's the first horror like, film I went to the cinema. Really, really, yeah. How have we not done Women in Black yet? That seems like such a an obvious. I absolutely love that film. Any excuse to watch that? I haven't seen it since it came out, but yeah, yeah. I loved it at the time. We'll have to, we'll have to look into that. Hmm. And talking about Women in Black, I actually got that in one of my Bonmore Book Club boxes, but we'll go into that later. Mm. <laughs> like course, a that is, advert um, today. <laughs> I am. <laughs> oh, very cold. So, I, I'm also very cold. You know what, what you could, could do then, Mark? Um, Niall, you can go to Cuddly and get your uh, your hooded... <laughs> no, I think I'll just ring Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> I'll whisper sweet things into his ear as well. Yeah, does Cuddly do that? I don't think they do. <laughs> oh, it does. It's weird. <laughs> it's, it shouldn't do it. While, it uh, while a silent whisper plays in the background. Well, we always, yeah, he always takes his own tape deck as well, which I kind of like. It's a personal <laughs> touch. Yeah, putting the, putting the, the cassette tape of all the, uh, the amazing songs that I love. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay, so <laughs> that was The Invisible Man. It was letting us screens all around as well. It's, it's, it's been like this all the way through so far, pretty much, with all these movies. It's been nice to talk about good films apart from like on Snake by Oracles when it was all bad. I want to see some shit. Um, <laughs> Excuse me, we had Maniac oh, don't worry. on there. And that was, that was good. Don't worry, soon we will. <laughs> I will just choose the trashiest film for you, Noel. Don't you worry. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so, which lepre- so which Leprechaun movie are we going to play, um, Chloe? Oh, it's got to be the space one, right? <laughs> oh, Actually, no, let's go with Origins. I am not watching Graving Cat <laughs> Make oh, no. again. Make him suffer through Origins. <gasps> yes, yes, yes. I am not watching Leprechaun Origins again. I'd rather kill myself. <laughs> we can <laughs> pretend to watch awful. it and then make not watch it. <laughs> what about Hellraiser Wait, which, 2, which the best hell... one? Hellra- Hellraiser no, which, which, one's hell... which, which, which Hellraiser is in space? Eight. There's actually a Hellraiser four. in space. No, You've taken the piss. Yeah. Every franchise has to have a space <laughs> one. <No. laughs> so after after Hellraiser 3, basically they had unused scripts for a lot of other movies. <laughs> the, uh, I bet the they do. Doing. <laughs> I I I I shit you not. What they did was they took proper movies <laughs> and then added Pinhead into it. Oh my god! To make it a Hellraiser movie. Why not, the beast. Guys? There there Hellraiser. is one. There's one about um like video games, which has Henry Cavill in it, and they just really put then <laughs> Pinhead Superman into it. Oh yeah. What the Pinhead <laughs> one has Henry oh, yeah. Cavill in it? Yeah. No. Really? So it just sort of plop yeah. out of nowhere. He's like, yeah. Bitches. And uh, and Halloween, Halloween four or five has um, Paul Rudd in it. What the <laughs> fuck is going on? <laughs> Critters, uh, Critters three has um, a very right? young Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tremors has uh, bacon in it. Does. As Friday, I I like Speaking yeah. of bacon, did you know that you can go to join EE now? And uh, oh, he certainly can. Yeah, he loves it. He yeah. really wants you to join EE. <laughs> he really wants you to. <laughs> Talking about bacon, you can get bacon delivered to you in the post. And that is our next sponsor. No, I'm joking. Why not warm um, your bacon with ne- cuddle.com <laughs> while I whisper sweet things into your ear? <laughs> no extra cost. <laughs> Under the cover with some bacon. Love it. Um, That's the dream. So next week. <laughs> Doesn't sound too bad, to be honest. <laughs> oh, it's better undercover with sausage, I suppose, but you know. Um, next week is Marcus's pick. <laughs> so, Marcus, what have you picked for us next week? Next week, I have picked 
this is the Mitchell one, right? Just to, before I fucked us up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. I have picked, because I already knew that, obviously. Uh, the Mitchells <laughs> versus the Machines. Awesome. Really good film. Really enjoy Mitchell versus Machines. So I'd like to find out what you guys are thinking as well for that one. So as always, thank you for listening to the podcast. And a huge thank you to our sponsor for everything bloody good. Abominable Book Club. They are the UK's best horror and thriller book box service, bringing you the wonders of a haunted bookshop right to your door every month. You have two amazing boxes, the Full Guts box, which includes a brand new book, a possibly haunted second-hand book, and either a magazine, another indie title, uh, snacks, hot drinks, spooky surprises, and a lot. Um, if you fancy just the books, you can also just do the Bare Bones box. Um this month, we have got Sundial by uh, Catarina Ward, which is the follow-up to the amazing um, Last House on Needle Street, which got such amazing praise. So go and check out the box. You get some amazing tiles in there. Head on over to Bonneville Book Club at CrateDraw.com and use the code BloodyGoodReads to get 10% off your first box. Go check it out. There's some really cool stuff that they got planned coming up in the next few months, so go and check it out. You can follow me over on Twitter at Beleaguered Screen uh, or Beleaguered Reads. You can also follow us on Instagram at Beleaguered Reads or the Slasher app at Beleaguered Reads. If you are enjoying the show, uh, either here or Beleaguered Reads, do go and give us a five-star review over on Spotify and a five-star review over on iTunes. If you don't like it, still let us know. Just try not to put a rating on it. Um, as always, I have been your host, Mark Goddard, and I've been joined by Chloe Davis. Bye. Now we're not. <gasps> Bye. <laughs> and Marcus. <laughs> and Marcus Wallace. <laughs> Toodles. And Marcus Wallace. <laughs>